Sure. Thanks for having me. This is amazing. And I love the attendance here. This is incredible. So thank you everyone for joining. Um, so my name is Nathan. I am responsible for the advertiser and developer experience at LinkedIn. I've uh, been there for eight years, so in product management. Thanks, Nathan. Can you share something not on your LinkedIn profile? Sure. Um, you, I, this might be the same answer if you all have heard this question before for me, but um, I used to be the world's 37th best Warcraft 2 player. That was uh, many years ago, and it was before World of Warcraft, before Battle.net. So, uh, yeah, that's not on my LinkedIn profile. Thank you, LinkedIn. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Um, great to hear about you and your uh, something that you don't do on your uh, not on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, today we have also ChatGPT, and um, I think uh, everybody knows about ChatGPT just for researching. Uh, in case you're not familiar with ChatGPT, ChatGPT is a type of artificial intelligence model developed by OpenAI uh, that's capable of generating human-like text responses and it can be used for various Q&A question and answering. So just to bring some excitement to this fireside chat with Nitin, after I ask questions to Nitin, once he answers them, I'm going to repeat the same question uh, to see what chat GPT has to say. Anything you would like to add, um, Nitin, about chat GPT? Uh, just, I'm just personally very excited about uh, all of these large language models, generative AI, and um, I saw Satya, I, I posted yesterday, um, him talking about how interacting with technology is going to change as a result of this, and I fully agree. I think this is, uh, you know, I'm as excited, I think the last time I was this excited about a new technology was probably 1994 <laughs> with, like, the internet and web browsing and whatnot, so... I uh, really hope that the world uh, takes it seriously, understands implications, and how to you know navigate and how it can help make the world better. Yeah, absolutely. It's a game-changing time. So since we are here to talk about product career planning today, my first question to you, Nitin, why is managing a product career is so important? Um, so I... I've always been pretty proactive about how I think about managing careers in general, and product careers can, can fall into that. Um, I wrote a post called 16 Characteristics for Evaluating Professional Opportunities, um, where I talk about the importance of having a goal, figuring out what are characteristics that are most important to you, your values, your principles, and then assessing different opportunities based on that. So I think that having, uh, being proactive and thinking very deeply about what you want to do, where do you want to spend your time, it's your most precious resource generally. So I think it makes a lot of sense to spend a lot of time deciding that. Um, I've also written about product strategy, my product strategy approach. And when I think about career decision making, the amount of time that I invest in like what do I want to do and why is the same 
that I might invest even more in like preparing a strategy. So, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's super important to decide where you want to be investing your time, either your, you know, work life or your personal life or anything, hobbies and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's a very important topic. Thank you, Nathan, sharing uh, your journey and then the articles. I have read them all and I've also applied uh, to my career and I've seen um, coming at life. So it's very valuable. Those who haven't read that, highly recommend to read that article. So while Nathan was responding to my question, I also ended up uh, asking the same question to ChatGPT. And here is what the response I got from ChatGPT, why is managing a product career so important? And ChatGPT's response were, um, there were several reasons that are important for a product career, managing a product career, and those are career growth, skills development, career direction, marketability, financial stability. So therefore, managing a product career is essential for individuals to achieve their full potential, both professionally and uh, personally. So Nitin, does it resonate with you? Do you have anything to say about uh, ChatGPT's response? I think those, that's a that's really interesting response, um, uh, especially the like when I think about the characteristics that are important to me. I mean, people don't talk about it that much, but one of them is definitely compensation. <laughs> like, like that is. I'm not saying that's everything, but it's part of the characteristics that are important to me. I think um, career growth is a different topic. Um, all together. So I think a lot about where do I want to be, but um, once I have decided, like, I want to be at this organization and be spending time there, I would say I don't spend that much time thinking about how do I get promoted or how do I do well on a performance review or something like that. Like, um, I don't think, like, once I decide, so, okay, so the characteristics I have I want to be at a place where I believe in the vision and mission of where I am, where I am learning, I am growing, where I, you know, the people around me, um, I, is a good culture, and, and then, you know, the compensation is a piece of that, not everything. But then once I've decided, hey, this is a place that I want to be, then I, I go all in. Like, I, I try to be very uh, long-term oriented serve the business, serve the mission, uh, do as much as I can to, to serve the, mem you know, the members, the customers, the business, drive impact for the long term, and, and kind of follow my own compass and my own values, my own principles. I somewhat think about the performance evaluation process or the, you know, the extra, the job titles and all that to be more of an outcome of doing good work in an institution that I believe in rather than like the objective in and of itself. So sometimes I wonder about like, hey, we, we care so much about how do, how do I grow? How do I grow? Uh, one thing I'll share with my, you know, my managers right, is like if, if people want to give me scope, I'm happy to take it. But if people, you know, if, if it's better for the organization for me to give, in, to give up scope, I'm happy to do that as well because ultimately I'm working in service of the vision and mission of the organization that I am at. 
sometimes I think like this question, like, oh, how do I grow my career? Um, is not as uh, relevant as like, like to me at least, as am I driving impact? Yeah, thank you, Nitin. One of the audience actually said that uh, there is some background noise they hear when we both talk. So I really apologize for that. I will be posting a recording of this event afterwards and I'll definitely try to uh, remove the background noise that you all are hearing. Unfortunately, Nitin and I am not able to hear that. So apologies for that. Um, so Nitin, is thank this you. any better? I've, I've gotten off my headset. Is this any better? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, okay. I guess that's better for everyone now. Uh -huh. cool. Appreciate the thumbs up. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank you. Um, so Nitin, thanks for sharing your perspective. Uh, when you were talking about it and I was just uh, thinking how ChatGPT has responded to my question and what I felt overall, uh, the person personal touch the self-awareness angle that you shared, the interesting learnings you have in your career and the guiding principles that you shared. All those things I didn't get to read from ChatGPT. Uh, it sounded more like a robotic answer that I'm not sure whether I should trust applying it or not. So that was the feeling I was um, having uh, while listening to you. It's super interesting. And even this format, um, if you all haven't listened to the Gray Matters podcast, Reed Hoffman is simply uh, interviewing ChatGPT directly. He's done two episodes. They both have been great. Um, but, you know, this is a, a technology that I think is going to keep improving year after year, you know, a lot dramatically. So it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. Yes. Uh, I, I have got those links you have shared with me. Thank you very much. And when I post... Uh, Afterwards, I'll definitely share uh, with the audience those links and your article links as well. So my next question to you um, is, what are some of the challenges typically someone come across while managing a product career? Um, so I love product management. I think it's a, an amazing field. I'm always learning, always growing. It's very challenging and um, but I think it's very difficult. I mean, uh, probably being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest roles that that someone can do. Um, but I think at a at a company, product management is is quite demanding. You know, you kind of need to continuously drive impact, continuously invent and innovate, discover new areas, discover new opportunities, build strategies, figure out ways to to operationalize and deliver impact. So it's, it's very demanding. Um, and I also think that it's not an area where it's in, at its core product management is an individual contributor. So I think there are other fields, like there are not that many product managers in the company, but like, for example, if you go into sales, you can manage, you know, more, there are more people. So there is more need for managers, more career growth, more sort of like, it's like more of a logical progression where, where in my experience in product management, you could be IC for, you know, many years at its core, it's an IC role. And even if you grow and let's say you're at a midsize or startup and you grow into a group manager or managing group managers or whatnot, um, 
you very well for the next role might be back into an individual contributor role, or you might even be a manager in an organization and then move into the individual contributor. And I know, I think of, you know, I'm now managing group product managers in my role today, but I still think of the role at its core is about IC, individual contributing. So I think like if people come into product management thinking like, oh, I look forward to being able to be a group manager and managing other people, then I would, you know, have some questions in the back of my head about, is this person a builder? Because we really want the builder, the entrepreneur types who are in this role at this company. So, so if it's somebody who's doing the role with the intention of wanting to be managing others, who are doing that, like when once you start managing others doing the role, that's not actually the product management. The product management work is the IC work, working with engineering, working with design, working with the business, building new products, bringing them to market, making them successful, driving impact. That at its core is an IC function. So that that I would say is one big kind of gotcha, I think, when thinking about product management careers. Very interesting. Um, I think uh, it's eye-opening to uh, hear that. Um, I, a lot of people, as you said, have this, like, how do I grow my career? And other things like becoming a manager is a career growth, uh, but that's not exactly true. And uh, thanks for sharing being that individualistic and entrepreneurship is key to product career success. Yeah, to, yeah. to me, it's, it's all about, like if I were to say career growth, um, impact, 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 impact. Drive, it's not about driving, having more scope or more people to report to. If, if your area needs five engineers, drive maximum impact with five engineers. If your area needs 100 engineers, drive maximum impact with 100 engineers. And then, and then I would say like act like an owner in the sense of operate in a way that's um, aligned with the organization's culture and values. Um, and so it, drive impact, act like an owner. And in some scenarios, that might mean the product, like if you're always sort of serving the organization, it might make sense that the product you're working on should get deprecated. And people should not, we, the organization should no longer be investing here because that is in the best interest of the business. And so I would say like the strongest product leader in my view would be the one who knows that the business shouldn't be investing in the area that they're responsible for. Or maybe their area has 30 engineers and it would make sense for the business for only to be investing 20 because they would rather lend the 10 to some other group that will drive more impact overall for the business. And that's why I think not being, you know, you want, you want to drive the most success in your area. You could also be in an area that should be getting more investment. And because you're an expert and knowledgeable in that area, then you're probably uniquely able to make the case to drive more investment in that area. But it's all to me about doing right by the business not being like super attached to your product in your area. It's like you, you do it because that's what you're assigned to. But ultimately to me, I think like I work for the vision and mission of the organization I'm part of, not like the scope that I happen to be like working on in any given moment. Thank you, Nathan. That's very helpful uh, sharing those insights. Such very, va very valuable to many of us. 
uh, with interest of time i'll quickly ask you the follow up question and then i'll share what uh, chat gpt has in response to these questions so my next follow up question to this since we are talking about challenges uh, what are some of the strategies and best practices one can apply for career uh, product planning if you can share an example that would be great I mean, yeah, I think even my last answer is sharing some of the best practices. Uh, focus on impact. Um, focus on the how. So sometimes there's a book called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke, which you know she's a you know famous poker player and has written this book about decision making. It's pretty good. And her she did a podcast. I forgot I forgot where where it was, but a pretty good podcast where you can get the gist of it. Um, but I would say. Uh, the process of how you do your work is incredibly important. And even if how you do your work doesn't lead to the outcome for the business, that's okay. <laughs> like, 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 of course you want to drive a lot of impact on behalf of your business, but um, Ken Norton actually wrote this post about 10X and, and going after very, very ambitious things that, you know, maybe like, one percent chance of success, but it could be a breakout, you know, one billion dollar opportunity, uh, as compared to a guaranteed ten million dollar opportunity. The expected return from going after the ambitious and risky thing is actually higher. So, in general, I think organizationally, it's important to dream really big, go after very ambitious goals if you can, you know, think of it and dream it up. And be okay if it doesn't work out. As long as you keep learning and being open-minded and sort of uh, honest and objective with yourself as you are learning. And sometimes you need to keep going and sometimes you, you need to turn it in. But like in terms of specific examples for myself, like, I mean, there's so many where I believed really strongly in something in 2013 and advocated and advocated and advocated and you know, maybe we start investing in 2022 <laughs> or it, we believe something really strongly in 2015 and then invested in 2023. Or, you know, I have this other example of something from like 2018, believe strongly, wrote a strategy and it got invested like the next quarter <laughs> with like a bunch of people. So I think to me, it's about having your clarity of vision and your dream, your strategy, what you believe in, doing it and having that be sort of an intrinsic reason that you're you know that you believe that and then trying to bring others along but also being kind of open-minded enough and open-eyed to say like hey there's a reason we're not doing it now's not the time let me learn as much as i can let me figure out a you know cheaper way to test this or to prototype this or to de-risk this so that you know maybe i need to tell my story better make the case in a different way and just keep persisting and persisting and persisting for year after year after year after year my experience is like it works out ultimately. Very nice. I think persistence is definitely key to success. I've seen that myself in my career. Um, so that's very interesting uh, thing that you shared. Uh, I, when you were answering, I also asked these questions to ChatGPT and here is the response. So in terms of challenges, uh, the ChatGPT responded saying that managing a career in uh, product management can be challenging due to high competition, constantly changing market demands, and a lack of career, clear career path. 
demanding work hours, the need for continuous skill development, workplace politics. Success in this field requires individuals to be proactive, adaptable, and resilient. Uh, those are the challenges it uh, mentioned. And in terms of strategies for successful product career, it said uh, include networking, continuous learning, setting clear goals, seeking mentorship, building a diverse skill set, and being proactive. These practices can provide valuable insights, opportunities for growth, uh, guidance, and support, and a range of skills and experiences. So what do you... Um, think about this response, Nitin? Um, I think the, the pretty good response, more concise than mine. Um, uh, I think the lack of career path, I, again, I, I don't consider it like lack of career path I, as much as it's just something where it, I see is, the, is so important in product management. So like you deliver some huge impact um, the next quarter, the expectation is like, okay, what's what's next? What, how are we going to deliver impact now this new quarter? So I think I think that individual. And then on the the ideas on how to do, I think networking. I wrote this article, um, Awkward Engineer Guide to Professional Networking, where I talk about my thoughts on that, setting goals. I talk about, it. and then always learning. Um, you know, mindset. Carol Dweck is sort of one of the classics on growth mindset. So definitely agree with that too. Yeah, and, and just to share that uh, the answer was concise because the first time the response were very long. So I just told, can you concise this answer for me? Because I was trying to suit for uh, I, <laughs> I think prompt engineering is going to become a bigger and bigger thing over time. So constructing yes. like, hey, you are giving a talk and, you know, in front of this. And so can you please keep your answers short? That's one of the things Reid Hoffman was doing in the podcast with GPT. Interesting. Uh, so one thing I observed with your response and chat, chat uh, GPT's response, uh, the skills and the things that it pointed sounded very generic to me. Some of the key insights that you shared, which I would not have learned otherwise, which is being like, uh, even though you don't have a team, you can still go about uh, uh, what is the right thing to do for the business and uh, still persist, uh, keep persisting about your idea and work and sometimes it takes days or sometimes it takes years to get that idea clicked and i think those are some of the things that uh, wasn't coming out strongly so thanks for sharing that so before cool. i wrap up i will open up uh, the stage if they have uh, anybody has questions for nitin or me you can raise a hand and we'll, i'll invite you to the stage Okay, um, if you don't raise your hand, I won't be able to invite you to the stage. Okay. Um, if you have other questions, I'm happy to take more too, but also happy, or whatever you all want to do. Sure, Nathan. Um, I, I have questions, so I wanted to give a chance to audience. Sometimes it takes a few seconds, so I'm just trying to okay. see. Okay, yeah, anybody. sure thing. It looks like I see some people I know, so I can just start cold calling them and seeing if they're still paying attention. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I think uh, the audience want to be quiet listeners, so I will move forward with my uh, last question uh, of the day, uh, which is around uh, 
as I want to wrap up, what's your advice and some of the frameworks or tips one can apply for product career planning uh, in the coming year or, or even for future? I, I remember uh, getting some time from you where I was trying to work on my career plan and I really like the kind of questions you asked, the framework. Uh, I wanted to share that with the audience and hear from you again. So if you could share that would be great. I don't don't remember exactly what I shared with you, but I'll share what's in my mind in this moment. Um, I I think always always be learning um, is you know it's it's like a common thing to say, but like how do you do that in practice? I have found it gets harder and harder as the years have progressed. Um, one of the things that I think about is uh, I heard this phrase about disrupting your own thinking. I think what gets hard is I'll give you a personal example. So I um, used to be super disorganized. I was all over the place with missed meetings, had files everywhere, paper everywhere, and, you know, was late to everything. And so I wanted to learn and become like as incredible as I could on organizations. I read every book. I read every blog. I wrote about it. I started teaching other people about it. And so then I started becoming like better at being organized even to some extent some people have been like wow you're one of the most organized people i've met which is funny because you know my natural state is so disorganized but then i started to see and observe um downsides to being like let's call it organized or really caring about micro time so it's like oh you you obsess so much over some micro time oh one minute late or two minutes here and there that people think about that instead of the overall strategy or, oh, there's some innovative thing that was happening or, oh, you know, maybe you're caring so much about being on time. You're not paying as much attention to uh, something going on in someone's personal life that might have caused that or something. So so it's, so what I've what I've been going towards and I'm very, very inspired by Robert Keegan and adult human development is this these ideas that like. Okay, stage one, self-sovereign, very selfish, just do whatever you want. So stage two, what a lot of people and humanity is in is called socialized mind, which is do what the manager says or what the expert says or what I read this book and that they say it. So it's kind of like in stage three is this idea of self-authored mind, which I think a lot of people are on this journey of how do I start listening to my own voice, not like what other people's voice, but let me listen to myself and what my values or my way of operating, my principles are. But then they have this stage four idea called self-transforming mind, which means, hey, this thing, this story, this set of principles might be how you operate, but how could the opposite be just as true, if not truer than, this, than what you're telling yourself? So. Like it's important to be organized and be on time and it's important to be disorganized and like, you know, that helps spur creativity and not being on time could help find that. And maybe you're more in tune with people or, you know, and, and I started, I just have like this idea of having the stories that I have, but then recognizing, acknowledging that the opposite story could be just as true, if not truer. I think it's just like helping me open my mind and just being really, really open-minded to disrupting thoughts and beliefs that you've had for long periods of time. I have not published about this. I've read like 10 books about this topic. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, Robert Keegan, there's, there's like everyone culture, there's immunity to change. There's um, 15 commitments of conscious leadership. Um, and I'm sure others that I'm forgetting right now, but 
this this these concepts of uh, are very interesting to me. Thank you, Nitin. Um, I think I saw somebody raise hand, so I invited to the stage. Uh, so uh, I'll let him ask the question because we we are almost time. Jason, go ahead. Sure. Thanks, uh, Nitin. I know you've got a deep interest in Chat GPT. I'm I'm curious, how do you see that looking out five years, say, for people planning out their product careers now? How do you see ChatGPT changing the product function in the medium term? Uh, is five years medium term or long term? I don't know. Um, I I think I think the idea of having a technology out there that you can ask it to write a spec for you, like, hey, I want to build a social network, audio, and on that social network, I want a spec to create an audio room and success metrics try it right now today and my guess is it'll give you a pretty decent response and so i i don't know if there's any field that will not be treating this as like very very important in almost every part of society and this is today's technology the other thing people are talking about is that this is improving 10x every year and so we have this incredible technology that's improving so dramatically and can already do a pretty good job. I, I think, you know, uh, nobody can predict the future. And so my general approach with super disruptive technology where nobody can predict the future would be experiment, 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 learn, 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 experiment, experiment, experiment. So, so um, get as many prototypes going, as many tests going, as many try things and then as you learn and as you try things and learn share it with others and as others are learning you should learn about that and make sure you're in those information flows because what you want is in my head is like to be as connected to the latest people who are thinking about that and who are running real life experiments about it and then learning from them thank you Nitin. we are at the time i uh, I think ChatGPT uh, is going to be a game changer, and but definitely it's it's not on its own will be very successful. So there's always like creativity plus ChatGPT, and I think that might be the future of any function if we talk about like career-wise. Do you agree with that? Uh, just uh, last question before we wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I don't think humans are going anywhere for the next five years. Um, I think 10 years, the jury's at, like, like there will still be humans, but some of these companies are discussing, you know, building artificial general intelligence and how, you know, right now we need prompts. We need someone to be directing machines. We need scientific research. We need basic research. And then this, you know, the machines like help us do that, but basically we are the ones directing it. I think when when they start to develop the technology again, 10x a year, it's almost like hard to fathom um, when it can start doing its own research of, hey, this is what I need to do next. This is what makes sense. This is the science, the experiment that I want to do so I can learn. Um, I mean, it, five years out, probably not 10 years. I think it's really hard to predict. Yeah, absolutely right. We are over time. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your time and sharing those questions. And it was fun exercise to see 
how ChatGPT is performing today. Of course, we all do not know how it will be in five years or 10 years. Um, it, this was a really great time. And thank you, Nathan, for joining us. And thank you, everyone and the audience also listening to us. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you, Nathan.